Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hi, everyone. Matt Yacht here. Welcome to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 13. I'm here with our guest for the week, Kim Hauer. How you doing, Kim? I'm doing well. Yep. You look just like you did yesterday. How about that? Yeah, interesting. I try by not to wear the same thing all the time, but... <laughs> yeah, we should have, like, wardrobe changes. By the <laughs> way, we, we record all five episodes all in one setting, so that's just some hosting humor. Hey, hopefully you guys are noticing and enjoying... Uh, we're recording on some new equipment last week and this week. Hopefully uh, you hear a better quality of sound uh, as you listen to these podcasts. We're just really grateful uh, for this new equipment. So we're giving it a go this week. And it's Tuesday. And on Tuesdays, we like to just celebrate what God's doing in our lives. And uh, Kim, I'm wondering, um, I mean, how's God been working in your life lately? What's he been showing you? What's he, what's he teaching you? What's he working on you? Um, got any uh, just testimony or story or reflections on, on that that you could share with us that we could celebrate today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and honestly, I could go on and on and on. So mm -hmm. I tried to limit it to, I think, what is the one thing that I feel like he just keeps coming back to with me. Um, and actually, yesterday's podcast recording was not intentionally, but um, we had talked about the righteousness and blamelessness mm -hmm. of Noah. Um, and I feel like God's really been impressing on my heart to be righteous and blameless and what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes I can, I think the enemy actually likes to use the, well, righteous is a bad word, you know, like that would be self-righteous. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think God's really been working on like, no, that's, it's not bad to be righteous. It's bad to be self-righteous, um, but it's not bad to be righteous and to realize that God is the one who's bringing all of that righteousness to be, right? Like he's yes. the one who, is teaching me and growing me, convicting me. Um, and so it's not a bad thing mm -hmm. to strive and to work towards righteousness. That's what he wants from us. He wants us to be holy people yes. um, and after his heart. Um, and I think like just the story of Noah, um, that he was found righteous and blameless. Um, we get the story of Abraham in the Old Testament and David, and I'm sure all of them fell short of the perfect, but they still sought to be faithfully walking with God. Um, and that's what I want to, that's what I want to be. Mm. Um, and as I was getting ready this morning um, and trying to summarize this up, um, and I thought of, so those are Old Testament examples that come to mind, but then we have Paul, who clearly did not live a good portion of his life, righteous and blameless, um, but was convicted by God. And he came to surrender to God and, um, the story of Christ, right? Like mm -hmm. that to me is so powerful. Um, but then we do hear Paul say things like, I do the things I don't want to do um, and I don't do the things I want to do. So conflicting in his spirit, right? Like there's the part of Christ in mm -hmm. us and then there's the human part of us. Um, and so like I think of that and then on my mirror, I have the scripture and I don't know how long it's been there, but for a long time. Um, and I don't have it perfectly memorized, even though I look at it every day. 
but it's from 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10, uh, where it says, my grace is sufficient for you. Um, and then it goes on to say, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly um, so that Christ's power can be seen in me and, um, and work through me. And I think that's where the righteousness of God comes from. It's, it's through Christ that makes us righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his power in my weakness. And I always go back to that. Like, I delight in weaknesses and insults and persecutions. And I think, do I delight in those things? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I delight in them. But as I've grown, I feel like God's really using those things to make me realize that it's through those challenges that I really grow um, into being more righteous, right? And that's Amen. because of him. So it's kind of a big thing, but not a... It's, I love it. I mean, the, I, hear, I, I hear just the, the maturing journey uh, of, a, of a daughter of Christ becoming, you know, formed more in the image of Christ. You're on that pursuit, you know, like... Like even like with Noah, like Noah couldn't save himself. God is the source of salvation, but um, he still is on a a personal journey of walking with God and walking in His ways. And and that that's what I hear coming through my earphones right now is just someone who's on a journey of um, of that sanctification of being formed more into the image of Christ. And and that's what God's like showing you and, and teaching you and that you're becoming more aware of and even rejoicing in, um, even when it's hard. And uh, I see that in you, Kim. And I think um, those of us who know you see that in you. And uh, so thanks for sharing that. We just give God all the glory for that. Absolutely. Yeah. And just, you know, the reminder, too, of, um, you know, Paul said that he had a thorn in his side mm-hmm. that was not removed. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it ever was mm-hmm. before he died. Um, and so I just kind of draw to that too. We don't know what that was. Mm-hmm. It could have been something major. It could have been something yeah. small. We yeah. don't know. I think it's intentional yeah. that we don't know what that is, um, because it leaves all of us to say, "Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'm not perfect. I yeah. do have things that God's still working on me because I got hopefully a lot of life left uh-huh. that He can still perfect me in." Yeah. <laughs> so, but it um, forces dependence. Yeah, absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's turn our attention to today's scripture, and I need to apologize. I, I gave the wrong reference at the end of yesterday's episode. We're actually in Genesis 15 today. Tomorrow is Genesis 22. And uh, so all of Genesis 15, and we're going to take a swing at reading the whole thing. Uh, so I'm going to do that right now, and then we're just going to have a short time of, of reflection out of this passage. So this is the Lord's covenant with Abram. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I'm your shield and your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and he said, Look at the sky. And count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abraham believed the Lord, and it was credited to him as righteousness. He also said to him, and he also said to him, I am under the Lord who brought you out of I am I am the Lord, I'm sorry, who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. 
But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abraham brought all these to him, cut them in two, and arranged the halves opposite each other. The birds, however, he did not cut in half. Then birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country and not their own, and that they will be enslaved and mistreated there. But I will punish the nation that they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking firepot and a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, To your descendants I give this land, from the wadi of Egypt to the great river of the Euphrates, from the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Cadmonites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Rephites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jubasites. <laughs> Pronounced maybe half of those correctly. Thank you for reading that passage today. <laughs> Genesis chapter 15. What is something we discover about God um, in this passage? Um, I first of all want to point out the the humor of God. Uh-huh. That wasn't the thing that struck me in yeah. my study, but just like if you can count the stars, like yeah, yeah, he knows he can't, right? right. Like you can't even see all of them from your perspective, right? Yeah. So I like the humor of God as you were reading that, uh-huh. um, but I think what stood out to me as a whole was that God's a covenant maker mm. and He's a covenant keeper. Right on. Yeah, I mean, in verse 18, I think is where um, I really caught that, you know, like, on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham. You know, and it just mm-hmm. goes on to say to his descendants and whatnot, but um, and we have the Bible to show us how he became a keeper of that covenant. You mm-hmm. know, he didn't break that covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, so when God makes a covenant, he keeps it. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it's such a, it's a, it's bizarre to us, but Abram would have understood exactly what the Lord was doing when he said, bring me a heifer, a goat, a ram, a dove, and a pigeon, you know, this little grocery list, like, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, if you get into the context of, of that day, I mean, that's a common way that covenants were made, you know, and, and maybe you, you discovered this too, in, in, or knew this in your research, but they were made by sacrificial cutting of animals, and then the, the, the two parties making a, an agreement or in a covenant would, would walk between them, kind of repeating the terms of the agreement. And um, so in this like kind of bizarre picture, you know, Abraham goes into this deep sleep. There's a thick and dreadful darkness. I, I'm just wondering if that's like the presence of God showing up. And then, then he has like this, he, he sees like this smoking fire pot and a blazing torch. Like notice Abram never walked the, the path. Like he's just observing all this passively, and it's like you nailed it. Like God creates a covenant with Abram, just like you know He created a covenant with Noah in yesterday's passage. 
He's continuing his covenant keeping, you know, with a people now with Abram. Um, but the Lord is the one who goes through the the pathway both directions. Like he, he, he knows we can't keep our our side of it, and so he says, like, put it on me. Like I'll be faithful to both sides of this covenant, and ultimately he is right in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that's I love the way you said it. You said it way shorter than I did. He's a covenant maker and a covenant keeper. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I think you preached one time about how um, God entered that covenant mm-hmm. as both parties, mm-hmm. you know. And so I had that as just a reminder to me that God is ultimately the one who is making the covenant with mm-hmm. us, but He's also the one who's making us um, be able to mm-hmm. fulfill our end of the bargain because yeah. of Jesus coming later, but. You know, like he yeah. he did that for us, yeah, because he knew we wouldn't be able to keep it up. So, mm-hmm. and and he's patient. Like God's timetable is different from ours. He's sovereign. He's in control. I mean, he's thinking way down the line. He's thinking big picture. Like there's going to be like four generations. There's going to be slavery, but eventually, trust me, you my people will be back in this land that I'm showing you today. And your offspring, even though you don't have a kid, is going to be more numerous than the stars. Like he's trustworthy. He's reliable. He'll, he's in control. That's, yeah. that's what we learn about God in this story. What do we learn about people? Um, I think like one thing that I noticed is that it, Abram can be like me too. Mm. In that, um, you know, on the one hand, he's like fully believing God. Uh-huh. Right? Like in verse six, he's like, he believed and God counted Abram as righteous. Like, so clearly, like, that was a sincere belief mm-hmm. and trust in God. And then right away in verse eight, Abram <laughs> questions God. <laughs> but like, how, how's but this how, gonna work? Right. Yeah. How, how do I know mm-hmm. that you're gonna hold up your bargain, your end of the deal kind of thing? Like, I know you said it. I believe you're trustworthy but yet then but show me mm-hmm. you know like kind of questioning or doubting maybe a little bit mm-hmm. um so i liked how we can he was a representation of how we can waver sometimes between steadfast faith and belief yeah to doubting and questioning yeah that's right on i i just similarly like just you know the very first verse says god says to abram don't be afraid you know um so what do I learn about people? We, we're afraid sometimes. And um, we doubt, like you mm-hmm. pointed out. And, uh, you know, we, but, but what I loved about like, this picture, though, about humanity is like we can talk to God about our fears and we can talk to God about our doubts. I mean, Abram didn't have a problem admitting to God, like, I, I know, I, I believe you, you know, but I, I, I how? I mean, I, I don't understand. You know, he's honest. He, he was honest with God, and God seemed to um, be okay with that. Like, he, he received that honesty, and he was even compassionate. Like, and like you even said, like, almost like, almost laughing, I imagine. Like, hey, look look up at the stars. Like, like just believe me. Just, you don't have to understand it all. Um, just believe me. And um, I, I appreciated that, that, you know, we can talk to God. Um, you know, the word of the Lord came to Abram. The word of the Lord came to Abram again in verse four. Like God wants to speak to us and we can speak to him. I I just, that was something I really appreciated about this story.
Yeah. Yeah. And that God didn't like when Abram questioned, Mm -hmm. God didn't just look at him Mm -hmm. and say, you foolish human. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to provide you proof because you know it. Yeah. You know, he actually does. Yeah. Now we're going to discover, right, as we move forward into Thursday, into Exodus and Moses, you know, the end of the week, um, God, we do test God's patience sometimes with our, <laughs> our disbelief and our questions, and we'll get into that story. But in this story, this is what we're pulling out of it today. Like, so as we move out of today, like into our day, whenever you're listening to this, listeners, like we just want to offer like um, just a word of encouragement of, of application. So as you thought about that, Kim, um, if this is God's word for us today, like how can we obey it? What's, what's something we can believe or do um, in response to this passage mm-hmm. today? Yeah, I think um, I just wrote down uh, that I can take away, like, remembering God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that came to me as, like, we're reading, like, the Old Testament, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is history. This is, like, but sometimes I think I have to be reminded that God was faithful to Abram. And mm-hmm. he'll be faithful to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's nothing that um, differentiates differentiates me from Abram in that um, God desires to be faithful to Mm -hmm. his promises. Um, And sometimes they're specific, and sometimes I think it's just generality that God is just faithful. Um, But I just like the reminder for me that was like, it's good to go back and remember history. Yeah. Remember what God has done Mm -hmm. so that we can maybe be more obedient um, and trusting yeah. In the future. His past faithfulness should propel us forward into trusting future faithfulness and present faithfulness. Yeah. It's well said. I think for me, it's just that first, those first words that I'm going to take into my day as a day, as a application, like, don't be afraid. You know, whatever it is, listeners, if, if there's something you're, you're fearing today, hear the words of the Lord, don't be afraid. God is our shield and our very great reward. You know, he is the reward. It's not what he can do for us or what he can deliver us from. He is the reward. Um, and just just to, to rest in that today. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we'll see you midweek tomorrow, Wednesday. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.